There we are. We're live. Amazing. Uh, I can't believe it. Thank you so much for coming. What else are you doing, right? Uh, hopefully you're watching Tiger King or something, binging something on Netflix. Uh, here we are. It's John Park's workshop. I'm John Park. And uh, it's Thursday. I know some people are having a little trouble remembering what day it is, but uh, I will remind you once a week that it is Thursday. How about that? That is our, our agreement, okay? Uh, so let's see, let's get started with some good stuff. First of all, uh, I have the jobs board to mention, which if you didn't know, Adafruit has a jobs board. It is entirely free to use. It's free to uh, post positions. If you're looking to hire someone, hire someone for some contract work, some uh, remote work. It's particularly appropriate right now. And uh, as well as you can post your resume and your info if you're looking to pick up work, if you want someone to notice your skill set. Uh, and on here I see there's a maker wanted to build a CO2 negative seawater electrolysis prototype. Uh, and that is uh, at ABX Development in Santa Monica, California. And it is a contract position. Let's look at that. What does that say? Uh, it is a background in biochemistry or ge geochemistry would be ideal. Uh, is this a remote one? It might be. It says contract, and I don't think it says you have to be on site. So if that's your bag, then I recommend you check it out. Uh, let's see. What else have we, we got here? Um, I'm not going to do a coupon code today. I did want to mention uh, you can purchase things if you are building uh, electronics or doing fabrication that is related to COVID-19 efforts. We will still ship but we're not shipping regular orders. If you are looking for regular non-COVID related stuff, uh, you can head to DigiKey and uh, purchase most of the things that Adafruit sells there. So I recommend you check out DigiKey. Uh, and if you have questions, uh, if you're not sure if, the, if you're working in, in medical or medical research or um, personal protective equipment related things, and you have questions, you can email COVID-19 at adafruit.com and we will help you out. So uh, no regular old coupon code today, sorry, but uh, I recommend you head to DigiKey if you're looking to get regular stuff. Um, what else? Well, I do have a product of the week and the product of the week I've picked is something that I checked and is in stock at DigiKey. Uh, you may also be able to buy it from Pimeroni uh, and that's because it's this scroll bit um, the scroll bit, I have one right here. This is pretty cool. This is uh, another one of these edge connector add-ons for the micro bit, and it'll work with the clue as well. Uh, you can just plug in your micro bit into this scroll bit, and it is a lovely little uh, matrix of tiny LEDs. Uh, I have programmed this one in make code. You can also program it with uh, micro Python and I think maybe some other methods. Uh, let's pop this in the down shooter so you can see. This is a, uh, let me reset this so you can see it from the beginning. This is a little animation. Uh, when this starts, it throws up a little heart. In fact, I'm gonna put some diffusing on there. And then I have it saying the word scroll bit. So it's got some libraries that make it easy to scroll text across and symbols. And uh, this one is a pretty nice animation. And I added to this, this is a tutorial on doing this animation. I added to it, um, using the buttons that are on the micro bit built onto it. In fact, if I zoom out a little, you can see better what's going on. I have uh, 
left and right, moving the animation around. Sorry for the glare there. I don't think you can see that as well. well. I guess that's pretty good. And if I hit A and B at the same time, you will get a sort of return to the hello scroll bit text. And then it'll come back to this guy. So that is the uh, pick of the week. It is the uh, Pimeroni scroll bit for Microbit. And I presume it'll work for Clue too because they have the same edge connector, same pinout. Um, I don't have, uh, we don't have make code running on the Clue yet, but you could certainly dig into uh, figuring out how to program it in CircuitPython. Uh, the libraries may be a challenge. I'm not sure about that, if there's a generic library that'll work. But it is uh, certainly future-proof to get these kind of micro-bit accessories that'll also work on the Clue. Uh, so that's my pick of the week, product pick of the week. Uh, and now I wanted to do a little bit of a gear report. Uh, so gear report, sometimes I do vintage gear, sometimes I do new gear, weird stuff I've found uh, either in my workshop that I'm surprised, hey, I didn't know I had this, or things I get out at... Uh, estate sales and vintage shops and thrift stores and things like that when, uh, when we're not on lockdown. But the project I want to show today, my little gear report, is actually uh, something I've been uh, working on as a little uh, PCB. This is a carrier board for two trinkets. And I have an example, a, uh, a loaded example here. So you can see it, uh, it has a trinket on the bottom and a trinket on the top. And um, the connections here, if you look at these schematics or PCBs, are essentially the uh, TX and RX, so the serial um, communications pins, are connected to each other, three to four and four to three, uh, using a 1K resistor and then ground to ground. And this is based on a design by my friend Todd Kurt, uh, Todd Bot over in the forum, if, you, uh, if you're familiar with the, uh, the Discord or other forums. And uh, the reason this exists, what's going on here? Well, let me show you, I can pop, Back to my uh, down shooter here. This was the prototype for it, uh, which was just, actually, I think Todd did one on a breadboard, but I decided to flip them upside down and connect through the resistors, and then the, the ground had to kind of squirrel uh, across that way. Uh, these are two USB MIDI hosts, and so in the USB MIDI world, usually you have things that are hosts and things that are devices or class-compliant devices and you can't connect a host to a host. And so that's what this does. This allows you to take things like an iPhone and connect it to something like a synthesizer that also wants to be a host. Uh, and it's actually something that comes up surprisingly often. Some solutions to this problem have included using things like Raspberry Pis, but this is uh, one of the least expensive and most elegant versions of that that I've seen. And it just brings incoming USB MIDI using an Arduino sketch. It translates it over serial, and then the other uh, trinket will receive that serial communication and send out USB MIDI. So uh, that's the little carrier board there that I've been working on and, and honing some of my PCB uh, skills. This is what the board looks like on its own, except this one has a, a problem I had to fix, so I'm gonna rebuild these. And one of the things I was interested in trying out was uh, making some little uh, routing cutouts for my resistors so that they actually lay kind of flush. And so I'm able to push, you see the resistor doesn't really stand proud of the board because I squish it uh, down in between the two. So that's something I've done there that's kind of fun. Uh, and I'll do a demo of this sometime, but right now I just wanted to show you it. That's my gear report, is my little um, MIDI host-to-host -host dual trinket board. Uh, so that's the gear report for today. All right, um, I'm going to check in with Discord. How's it going over there? 
Uh, if you didn't know, if you're watching us over on YouTube, I'll say uh, hello to Fred and Renato and Eduardo and Toasty French. Uh, thank you. Hi, Renato, uh, who's, who's waving to us from Italy, and uh, Eduardo from Argentina. Uh, thank you. Uh, say glad you're safe. I'm glad you're safe, too. Thank you. Uh, and Brent, Brent Rubel, our own, Adafruit's own Brent Rubel, who just uh, says hi. Hi back. And uh, says go to discord.gg slash Adafruit if you want to join in on that chat, uh, which is particularly helpful if you are in um, watching this on Twitch or Periscope or Facebook. We don't tend to watch every possible chat, um, so there's definitely a lot uh, more people having, uh, having a fun time chatting over in Discord, so please come and check it out. Uh, hey, Stargirl. I love it, you say. Ooh, is it my little trinket board you love? I hope so. I'm very happy about this little thing. Uh, and by the way, I should say I've, uh, I made these at Osh Park, so you'll see I have a purple earlier version, which Drew Fustini was uh, very kind to fast track for me, and I got it back pretty quick. Uh, and now I'm, I'm uh, iterating on it in this nice uh, after dark black and copper uh, version. Uh, hello, Wolf. 220. Uh, there's a lot of waves. Matambale, Dooster. No, wait, you corrected me on that. Do Wester, not Dooster. Do Wester, like do east, do west, do north. Now I get it. Uh, yes, it is a trinket sandwich. Uh, yeah, uh, Todd says the, the resistors are 1Ks. Uh, Toddbot, I am not scruffy JP. I am apocalypse beard JP. I'm growing in my apocalypse beard, I've decided. Uh, the. Um, Yeah, the, oh, thank you, thanks. Uh, the resistor cutouts, actually, it's interesting. I, I got some back where it didn't quite work. So something, they, and they, you know what, they comped me this. They said, we're not gonna charge you for this because something went wrong with, with these cutouts. So I'm not sure why sometimes routing out the board does work and doesn't work. Um, this was on the same panel, but uh, it didn't get around to some of that. So maybe just there was an error. Um, but I've been learning Eagle, and I've got actually kind of a more sophisticated one coming, too. So, <laughs> rugged JP, that's right. This, I feel more rugged. I feel like I can um, withstand even more impact now that I'm letting my beard grow. Uh, bad idea, actually, a bad idea, Do Wester says, a bad idea to grow the beard at this point. Harder to resist touching. Look, I'm touching it. And less seal for a mask. Yes, if I have to end up wearing a mask, I'm, I'm shaving this sucker in a heartbeat. That I promise you. Uh, there's actually sort of a conservation of beard energy that's important to maintain. So, you know, uh, Phil Tyrone, PT, had to shave his, and that's actually why I had to let mine grow. Otherwise, you have an imbalance in the universe, and we can't have that, right? Uh, Wolf220 recommends trying Noe's Guide to Learning Eagle and Fusion 360. Uh, that is excellent advice. And I think there is, I noticed on Hackaday, I believe, or maybe it was in the chat here yesterday, someone said that there's going to be some learning uh, PCB uh, routing and schematic building workshops happening. And I think those start today. Uh, if anyone has info about that, please post it in the, in the Discord. Uh, all right. Oh, hello, Charles Burniford from Southeast Pennsylvania. Welcome. And Armando from El Monte. Hey, all right. We're having nice... Uh, weather here in California today, which I'm happy about. Uh, all right. So let's see, what's up next? Uh, how about a little thing that uh, I like to call the Make Code Minute? 
right. Let me get set up. Sorry, I bet you had an echo on that because I wasn't paying attention and, and was playing that song <laughs> nice and loud. Uh, so let me get this set up and then we'll talk about our Make Code Minute. I'm going to fire up a couple things here. Um, so let's bring up, yeah, let's bring this up first. Okay. And I'm going to pull up my Chrome so that I can see it. And that should be working. So many things to set up. All right, good. I think we're doing good. Okay. So the thing I wanted to show on the Make Code Minute today is how you can use the Circuit Playground Express as a USB gamepad. So we've done some USB HID keyboard stuff and mouse stuff in the past. This is a way to make a really simple two-button gamepad. Uh, and so that means it's going to be recognized by any game that is looking for a game controller to be plugged in on a, on a computer over USB. I'm not sure if that applies to uh, things like, like a PlayStation 4, which I think has USB, um, but it definitely works on a Mac and a PC and probably on a Linux box or a Raspberry Pi. Uh, what you can see I'm doing here is that if I zoom in, we have an on button down event that is using the gamepad extension. So I went to advanced extensions and I added gamepad. So you won't see it here because I've already added it. Once I add it, I get this new category. And in here, there's gamepad button, which you can pick from A, B, X, Y, left bumper, right bumper, triggers, and start and select, uh, so on. And that can either be an up or a down. Uh, and then I'm also just turning the pixels red to know I've pressed it. And then on release, I'm releasing it. So if your game has repeat, it's going to recognize that. Uh, so if you look at, uh, I'm going to try to show you my uh, game tester here. So let me bring up Firefox. And I'll also bring up a little uh, down shooter view. Okay. And so what you'll see is as I press my left button here, this gamepad tester, which I can zoom up on a bit, is going to show that it's receiving what's called button one. And if I press the other button, it's receiving what it's calling button zero. Uh, and you can use this for anything, including analog, if you're doing things like move, movement, up, down, left, right, uh, triggers that are analog, like potentiometer style triggers. Uh, this little HTML, HTML5 gamepad tester is great. Uh, to see this running inside of a game, I'm going to go back to my Chrome browser, and I actually have, uh, this will work in, in basically any game that's expecting gamepad input, but I'm going to choose, here it is, Bunny Hop. So this is a uh, game made in MakeCode Arcade, and you can see here as I press my buttons, it is allowing my little bunny character to jump. Uh, I don't think B does anything in this game, so it's literally just a one-button game, but it's kind of fun to be able to play it on a real control pad, real in quotes, rather than on your keyboard. And so that is how you can create a gamepad using Circuit Playground Express inside of Make Code. And that is your Make Code Minute. All right, uh, and you can also check things like Itch.io if you're looking for games. I, I found some games just by looking for uh, two-button game or one-button game. 
Uh, there's some pretty interesting games out there that just require a couple buttons. You could, of course, set this up with a lot more buttons by using the analog um, capacitive touch sensors or alligator clips and building your own um, external controller. You can also use, excuse me, you can also use tilt. Um, so if you want to do a game that requires uh, multiple directions uh, on a D-pad, but has uh, maybe like a marble type of game where you want to use tilting, uh, you can also uh, use those tilt uh, accelerometer readings to trigger those um, USB gamepad extension buttons. All right. Um, so let's see, I'm going to check back with Discord because I don't do that enough during, during the show. And sometimes I, I feel like I've missed out on all the fun. Um, let's see. Beard talk, okay. Uh, someone said they used the South Park figure creator as uh, a Dewester to create them, themselves in a straitjacket. Huh. Well, we'd like to see that then. Where'd that go? <laughs> all right. Uh, Let's now take a look at a game of the week pick. So I'm going to bring back my uh, Chrome browser here. And you might have seen me a, a moment ago as I was flipping through screens. I landed on this for a second. Um, I'm going to bring up my Chrome browser so I can see it. Where are you? There you are. So my uh, arcade game pick of the week this week is another one from the Cobalt Kid, who is on a tear, making incredible games, and this is Racquetball. It's mind-blowing. This game is fantastic. It's so well done, uh, and it starts off with a bang with this most excellent splash screen. And I am transported back to the 1980s and 90s when I was playing Racquetball, and that may be true for a lot of you. Uh, I even played it a little in the 2000s, but where did racquetball go? It's probably just, it's probably out there. Um, here it says, after serving the ball, uh, it can only bounce once on the floor between hits. And it then tells you the controls. I think it's space and E is the easiest way to do it uh, if you're on the um, simulator here. But you could also put this onto a machine like a Pi Gamer if you wanted to play it on, on a hardware console. And so you'll notice, we've got a little animated... Racquetball player here. Uh, I know this is going to stutter a bit playing it in the simulator, but I've had problems trying to play uh, this as video in the past. Oh, the ball is slowly stopping that bounce. So I'm going to hit it. And you can see it's got awesome physics, this great 3D uh, effect. It's also really difficult, so you'll see me starting and stopping a lot. Uh, and I'm also really uh, impressed by this ball dynamics and the shadow. And one interesting thing that I uh, noticed, ooh, I'm on a, this is the best I've played it. Uh, let me try backhand. There we go, ooh, backhand. Uh. So if you look at the game, I'm gonna hit edit code here. What I recommend is take a look at it and start breaking it down into pieces if you wanna learn about how it's working, how the physics is set up. I'm gonna move the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the simulator out of the way. You can also, Take a look at the JavaScript version of it. While it, although it was created entirely in blocks, if you look at uh, the JavaScript on a game of this size, sometimes it's a little clearer what's going on. One interesting thing that I noticed is that all of the physics are actually happening on the shadow, uh, not the ball. So this is kind of interesting. It's a, it's a little simpler because the ball, if you watch its shadow, is more uh, of a two-dimensional movement. It's really just moving on X and Y of the screen. And the uh, ball itself is just piggybacking along with that and has some extra 
uh, code to tell it to move on this uh, sort of vertical dimension. Um, so you might want to take a look at that, and, and I just hid the ball entirely and was just studying the motion of the shadow. It's uh, maybe a little more difficult to play when you're, when you're trying to just hit the shadow, but it's definitely uh, a little easier to take a look at how it works. So that is my pick of the week. I recommend if you're interested in some more advanced um, make code topics, this is a really good one to study. It's incredibly well done. Uh, and that is Racquetball by the Cobol Kid. And that is my game pick of the week. All right. Um, let's see. What's up next? Um, I'm going to take a look. Do I have some notes here for myself? Oh, I showed that. Yeah. <clears throat> We're doing good. Okay. So, uh, the project of the week, you may have seen uh, the posts I've done about the hand wash timer, and I showed the Circuit Playground Express hand wash timer last week. Now I'm working on a Clue version of it. So I wanted to just give you a little uh, look behind the scenes as I'm working on this. I showed uh, its current state on show and tell last night, but I'm going I'm to revisit that with you now, and then we can take a look a little bit at the code, uh, where it is and where it's going. Uh, <clears throat> and so I'm going to go, first of all, to my Moo window. And here I'm going to load up the code that I have running on uh, the Clue right now. And I'm going to open up the serial monitor, or the REPL, uh, so you can see. Whoops, I'm peeling it off. Don't come off. I just wanted to make it bigger. And I'll zoom in on this text so that it's a little more readable. Uh, and so what I'll do is I'm going to restart the board, and you can, oops, you can hit uh, Control D, start that. Uh-oh, let's restart this. And, um, hit the reset on here. And then I'll reopen the serial port. What I want to show you is the readout, which isn't working right now, of uh, this print statement. Because what I'm using for this to work, actually, let me, let me show you the demo of it first um, so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay, so here it is. Uh, here's the clue. And at the top here is a little proximity sensor. And so what I showed last night, and I'll show this in a second, is just waving a hand somewhere a few inches away from that is what's going to start the... the uh, hand wash countdown timer of 20 seconds. Um, the way that I tested what that distance should be is what's not working right now, but uh, I'm going to pop up my Moo window again. Let's see if I can get this to... restart happily. Hmm, that's suspicious. I'm going to resave. Sometimes that restarts it happily enough. Oh, that's really weird. What's it saying? Code is running. Code done running. Waiting for a reload. Uh, what error is it giving me there? What did I do? 
invalid syntax. Let me throw in some glasses. Yeah, so it's unfortunately it's not showing up in this REPL even though it was earlier. And sometimes that happens when it uh, is showing on the screen. So I have an invalid syntax error on line 10. What did I do on line 10? Huh. I deleted the letter P on import. When did I do that? <laughs> All right, let's save that again. Okay, so we'll reopen the serial. And sometimes you have to reset it, so or restart it. So let's hit Control D. Huh. Let's see. You know what I'll do for a moment? I'll let it actually work and see if it really works. So I'm going to uncomment this. I'll save that. Oh, there it was showing up. Uh, so. If you watch uh, the screen here, I'll pull this out of the way for a second. If you watch here, when I put my hand in front of it, it says scrub away, and then it'll start a little countdown timer. I've got a five seconds here. Um, I think I might have to disassemble this code a little more than I want to to show you that, that REPL code working, uh, unless maybe I tell it not to display. Let me try that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to comment out this board display here, um, and then we might see, let's see, oh, if I don't do that board display, yeah, so let me, let me, I'm going to go scorched earth here and get rid of all of these displays. Huh, yeah, so that print statement, is, it's weird that it's not showing this print. Let me just try a print up here to see if it shows at least that one. Oh, am I still getting an error? Print seconds. Huh. What have I done? Yeah. I not import time as well? What's happening now? I've got time imported. Um, hmm. All right. Well, let me undo a bunch of those. Bring board back. And so this is a bad, dis bad demo of the proximity, of, of reading the proximity sensor. Uh, sorry about that. But I'll show you uh, how the um, actual code is working. The, by the way, the thing I want to show you is proximity sensor just shows you a number that increases. It starts at zero and it actually increases as you get closer so that it's, it's not actually, the raw data is not telling you the, your distance from something. Uh, instead, it's just telling you that you're um, getting closer and closer to that sensor. So essentially, uh, knowing that, and I can hide this statement, knowing that, uh, you can see here that all I'm doing in the bulk of this code is saying if this proximity reading, and by using the clue um, library, I have these really simple high-level commands uh, to ask for things like the light-level reading, the proximity level, the sound sensor, accelerometers. All those things can be asked for really simply. Uh, under the hood, it's checking in on um, the uh, built-in sensors, but the, these um, Adafruit clue libraries make it really simple to talk to. So when I ask for this clue proximity, as long as it's greater than one, it's going to do what's down here below, which is 
it changes the color of the, the label, which is blue right now, you can see, and when I wave over, oh, I'm, I'm still blue, okay. <laughs> let's, let's change that, how about for fun? Um, we'll do red. So these are in hexadecimal, by the way. So this is red, green, and blue uh, values. So if I save this, uh, we should see red to start with. Oh, okay, it was, it was going from red to blue. Okay, I've lost my mind. Um, oops, not oh, oh, zero, zero. Then after it changes the color of that label, it changes the text of it and says scrub away. Um, and then it pauses for two seconds. So this is presumably time for you to put some soap on your hands. And then it runs this um, function that I created called countdown. And here's this countdown function. What happens there is we give it an argument of how many seconds and then we run through a loop that says for the variable i in the index of range and then whatever that number of seconds was, so let's change this to 20, let's say. Uh, when this runs, it will then uh, print the number of seconds, and that was something that I was using, again, diagnostically before I started putting all this text on the screen. Uh, and then the uh, timer label text, which is a text um, display in display I.O. that I defined, uh, changes to scrub time, and then thanks to Katni for uh, helping me with these, I always screw up these formatting things, but I'm tacking on after the colon a number of uh, the seconds value minus I, so it's, in this case it'll start at 20 minus I, which is zero at first, so it'll, it'll be 20, and then 19, and then 18, and 17, and so on, and actually I'll, I'll trigger that while I'm talking. Uh, and then it sleeps for one second. So every second we get a new number displayed there and then a one second pause. So that's how we're counting down 20 seconds. Uh, when it finishes, it'll change that label text to the word done. And then it'll uh, pause a couple seconds just to kind of like a debounce. I don't want to immediately trigger it by accident if I'm turning off the faucet or whatever. So uh, now after two seconds, it pops up wave to start and it's ready to go again. Um, so I hope that that explanation is helpful. Um, the, yeah, the serial port thing, sometimes serial ports are a little tricky, uh, particularly on, on this machine that has a whole lot going on so that I can um, display things in the broadcast software. Uh, might be able to pop that up in a different, uh, like if I use screen, that's probably, probably worth a, a quick attempt. So let me, uh, let's see, screen dev tty.usb. Modem 115200. Okay, so I just, uh, I'll show you this in a second. Actually, let me make sure it works. Um, before I try it, I'll have to close down the serial port in Moo. No, it's, it's not working either. Okay, yeah, serial, serial is acting funny, so I won't be able to show you that. Um, but I will put that in the tutorial for this because I think it's instructive when you're starting to just try reading some of these sensors and look at the raw values to figure out what they are. Then you can start adding the dressing of, of uh, text and things like that around it. Uh, what I'm going to do with this now is you'll notice this is using this um, default terminal font that we have built in. Uh, to display I.O. What I'll do next is uh, bring in a nice bitmap font. 
so it looks attractive. Uh, and some graphics as well. This was a, another project that my daughter conceived of originally, so I'm gonna employ her to do a design for a hand-washing logo, I think. Um, and one other thing that I'll mention is, thanks to people on social media making comments about my original hand-washing video, I was informed that I was doing it all wrong. So I've learned proper hand-washing technique much, much better now. Uh, and in the guide I'm writing, I'm also putting a link to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Guide to Proper Hand-Washing, which involves lots of soap lathering, not too much water. I was getting it 100% wrong. So uh, let's see, let's, uh, let's head back on over to Discord to see what else is going on over there? And also say hello to uh, Prithvi Quantum, uh, saying hello to us from India. Hello. And Dave Glowdy. Uh, he said, click on serial twice. Oh, you're giving me some tips on getting this thing to work. It still doesn't want to show up. Uh, I've, I've done something horrible. I probably should quit Moo and relaunch it, but then it'll be a whole thing trying to bring it back up on view. Um, all right. So what else? what else is happening over in... Discord. Um, Twitch missed a lot. What happened? When unplugging and plugging the clue, it, it uh, disturbed Moo. Just press serial twice. It will find the clue and show you the REPL. Yeah, you know, let's let's dive into this just a little more because if I can get any of this uh, even sort of working, it might be instructive for people. So I've just unplugged and replugged, uh, and then I turn off and back on serial. And if I come down here and hit um, control C, uh, it breaks the loop. So, so it has stopped. Um, yeah, you know what? It's not, not letting me, it's not letting me get to the actual REPL. So it's never, control C isn't doing anything and it's not, oh, there it is finally. Uh, so let's hit control D to restart. And yeah, it doesn't want to show me, oh, I'm not trying to print it right now though. Let's see. I'm very determined to, to see this show up because it's very exciting to see raw data readings. All right, so rejigger re that. Yeah, and it's running, but it won't show me it. Drat, I say. Anything? Nope. All right. That'll be a challenge for another day. Uh, so... I would say that about wraps it up. Thank you uh, again for tuning in. Uh, I hope you are staying safe and finding uh, interesting things to do while you are uh, stuck at home. If you are, if you are out at, at work, uh, doubly so, uh, please stay safe. And uh, we will, uh, as I said, be shipping out orders to people who are doing um, COVID-related things, so hospitals, doctors, uh, researchers, people building things, fabricators, just email COVID-19 at adafruit.com, and we will try to take care of you. Uh, otherwise, if you're looking to buy some Adafruit stuff, head on over to DigiKey and uh, look for most of our stuff is there, and they should still be uh, shipping out. Last I heard they were. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Certainly. Thank you, everyone else, for showing up. I'll be hanging out in the Discord for a little while longer and uh, answer any questions or, or comments or just chat. Uh, and then I'll get back to work on this guide for our, our clue hand wash sensor. 
Uh, Todd Bot mentions Mauser has stuff too. That's right. Uh, Mauser is carrying Adafruit stuff. I saw actually, I need to pick up some more trinkets just for my own project here. So I might be getting them from, uh, from Mauser and DigiKey. I've got some parts that are available at one and some of the others. So, uh, all right. Thank you all so much. And I will see you next week for Adafruit Industries. I'm John Park, and this has been John Park's Workshop. Bye-bye. Thank you.